All right, come on in the house. Find yourself a seat, pull up a chair, make yourself at home. Had the pleasure this morning of meeting Debbie and John back here, who are down from Pittsburgh, visiting with their kids and uh, dodging the cold weather up north. So, welcome. We're glad you're here. Debbie's passing out a handout sheet to anybody on this side, and Rita's got some back there. Does everybody have the handout? We're going to use that in just a few minutes. All right. Well, let's pray before we start. Heavenly Father, here we are, and we need you today. So, Holy Spirit, come and do your thing. Um, we're going to see Jesus glorified, and uh, we really want to hear your voice today. So, uh, speak to us through uh, one another, and keep doing that work of uh, transforming us into your image. We thank you. Amen. All right, so we need each other. We're in the third session of this. And I, asked, I gave you a homework assignment last, at, the end of the, at the end of the session last week to think about this question. What are some ways that a life group could fulfill God's command to love one another? And so uh, what I'd like to do is just start right off having you turn around with people around you and think about what, what are some ways that we could really just fulfill God's command to love each other in that setting, in a little life group setting? Just whatever you come up with, the more the better. So turn around and start talking to each other. See if you can come up with some ideas about how we could do that. <clears throat> Hey, Laura, could y'all turn around and include John and Debbie in your group there? There you go. We'll get to that in just a minute. Right now, 
everybody's talking about this question. What, what are some ways that a life group could fulfill God's command to love one another? Just practical stuff that maybe you can do. What's that? Starts at nine. Starts at nine. We're just hitting, jumping right here. What's y'all's names? I'm David. David, I'm Ed. Ed. Good. Yeah. Good. All right, I, I'm going to scribe for us here and just start jotting down some ideas. Um, one of the things that's come out, we've been doing a little series on, it's called We Need Each Other, and um, talking about relationships and how important that is and God's plan for helping us to grow into what He has for us, and um, special emphasis on, on small groups and life groups. So we've talked about how in the Sunday morning service, like I drive 20 minutes to get here from one direction and Mike Duncan drives 20 minutes from another direction and we hug each other and it's great to see each other, but like it's really hard to be, I think, all that God wants us to be in each other's lives, um, just bumping into each other in the, in the main service. And, it, you know, I'm getting to that age where I, I can hardly like remember much and so if there's 200 200 people in this building how am I ever going to get to you know forgive me if I if I forget your name by the way just you can check where you are in that downward progression of Alzheimer's or part-timers or whatever I've heard that stage one is when you start to forget people's names so you know I passed that a long time ago and of course, stage two is when you start forgetting their faces, but that's not as bad as stage three, which is you come out of the bathroom, you forget to zip your pants up, you know? <laughs> well, it's not nearly as bad as stage four. That's where you forget to zip down. <laughs> you know, you, you, you don't want to go there. Anyway, so uh, getting together with a smaller group, uh, even if we're a, a large church, to be able to have that smaller group that you can begin to really fulfill, you know, uh, God's command for us to really love and care for each other. So just, just curious to hear, can, can y'all tell me a, a thought or two that maybe we'll start over there and we'll work our way around. What, what, what ways could you show God's love in a life group? Uh-huh. All right. What'd y'all come up with? Praying for one another. Yeah. This is turning into a poem. There and prayer. And <laughs> Serving one another. Serving. Can you give me some, like, let's break that down just a little bit because that's super important. Well, one that doesn't know how to serve, it gives them a chance to serve. Yes. Uh-huh. So let's, let's pause there for a moment and just talk about, because this is really important. Um, you know, if you want to be great in God's kingdom, right? <laughs> You've got to be the servant of all. But what, is it, what, what does that look like in a small group? What, practically, what, what could you do that would... 
What's that? Okay. All right. Somebody else. What's something else that you could do that serves someone? Yeah. Can I go back to the first category? Um, acceptance. Oh. Yeah. That kind of could destroy that, so you're more apt to approach people that you would never approach. Yeah. Gospel out here at whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. Knowing one another. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm thinking serving physical needs in our group. People share food, you know. Um, one thing, if, you, if you're in a group that has kids, you know, sometimes people will take turns. And, you know, my turn this week to go watch the kids, you know. So it's a practical way that you could get... A, a, a haggard mother of toddlers, you know, just a little break to come and talk some adult talk, you know. Just some ideas of ways that uh, it could serve one another. That's good. Yes. And, and with that, I think about encouragement. Yeah. Anything else that y'all came up with that would be ways that you could be a blessing and uh, show love to somebody else in, in that setting? Mm-hmm. You can uh, be transparent. Yes. Be yeah. Be real. Take off the mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we talked about trust, like having a place where you can build uh, trust with each other. Any other ways? Yeah, that's good. Something else? We'll probably hit some more on the next little activity that we're going to do. Yeah, that's so good. Just being there to listen. Say it again. Oh, all right. Laughing together. <laughs> and crying together. Yeah. Yeah. These are things these are things that don't happen when you're looking at the back of a person's head. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's a wonderful list. Okay. Let's take a look at this next slide. And uh, this is the handout sheet that I 
hope you got before you came in. And it's, um, as I was studying Greek in seminary a few years ago, one of the words to me that were, was really ironic was this word that I'm probably mispronouncing, but in the paragraph at the top, I pronounce it all alone. And what it really, what it means in Greek is one another. So it's the opposite of being all alone, you know, one another. So anyway, you have a list there that I downloaded off the internet of all of the uh, all alones, all the one another's in the Bible, I guess in the New Testament particularly. And um, so I, I just thought this is really, really an interesting list. And we're going to do a little activity with it in just a minute. But before we start, if you'll look, the very first one at the top of the list, I think, is the one that ta- says that we should love one another, right? Love one another. And, um, you know, this is John thirteen thirty four says, and now I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And so um, this really hit me hard about a year ago, I guess, where, you know, I know, love God, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Got that. But th- what Jesus seems to be saying here is that above and beyond just loving your neighbor as yourself, there's a, a special command that he gives us to love the people that are part of his family. To love our brothers and sisters, in Christ. If you look at this, it's not just saying go love everybody, although we're supposed to. This is a new commandment, and it's talking about, it's focusing in on loving our brothers and sisters in Christ. And I hadn't really, that hadn't really clicked with me before. But when I started thinking about that, I thought, you know, you know hey, I, I want to love everybody, but I haven't really put much special effort or put much special thought into what could I do to show love to people who are in God's family. And uh, I became convicted by that a little bit. And I, I, I thought, <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, uh, it's one thing to love my neighbor, you know, and all the people. I'm kind of evangelistic by nature, so I'm trying to talk to people and, you know, share the gospel with them and all that kind of stuff. But, but God's family, how, how do I put, especially want to honor them and serve them and love them and bless them? And again, you know, I drive 20 minutes to get here. I see you for a few seconds, you know, each Sunday, and then you're <laughs> there, we're gone. And I'm thinking that, you know, if, if that was my relationship with my wife, we wouldn't have a, a relationship, you know? I, what could I do to go deeper? What could I do to, to really try to, to honor that command? So that's been, that's been on my mind. That's kind of part of what's behind this little series about what could all of us do to to really show special honor and special love, you know, to the, to the people that are, that are our brothers and sisters in Christ. 
Because that is a witness. That, that's a testimony to an unsaved world. And um, I just wondered, ask myself, how, how well am I doing at that? Okay? So, I, I toss that out there for all of us, you know. What are ways that we could really get to where we, we love our brothers and sisters, love our, our family in Christ? And we've just written up a, a, a whole bunch of good ideas right here. But to me, it seems like, okay, I, I'll, just, I'll just admit, I can't do that on a Sunday morning when I come in here and I you know, see uh, 200 people. I, I can be cheerful and smile and you know, say hello and shake their hand and give them a hug. But we've just started this small group. Um, we're up to, going to get to our third meeting together. And so I'm beginning to starting to go deeper with that little group. Now that I can handle. You know? um, 200 people, not so much. Give me about, you know, six or eight or ten. And I, can, I think I can do a better job of, of trying to fulfill that command. Were you going to share something? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's what I like for you, you to do. Again, with those little groups, and if you came in just a minute ago, find just join one of these little clusters. What I want to ask you all to do is to take about five minutes and read through that whole list. There's a bunch there in the center of the page that are the ones that are positives. At the bottom, there's a, a few of the negative ones. And here's what, here's what we're going to do for this activity. In your group, I would like for you all to look at all of them. And out of your group, I want you to pick three. Just put a little star beside three that you feel like you would put right up there as top priority. Okay? And then I want you to go down to the negative ones that we're not supposed to do. And I want you in your little group to pick out one of those that you would say that that's, that's for our group, that would be a top priority. Then I'm going to have you send somebody up from your group and we're going to start just putting up what you all voted for. And of course, don't write something twice. If it's already up there, then we'll just write the fresh ones. Uh, we've run out, so if there's couples that could share one, there we go. All right, so go ahead and look through those. You're going to pick out three positives in your group and one negative, and then you're going to send somebody up to the board. And there's no rush. We
Hey, how are you this morning? I don't know what doing is. These are all the one another passages in the Bible. And they're trying to pick out, besides love one another, skip that one. We know that one. But out of these right down there, here, pick out three. If you got your three, yeah. Pick out three that you'd say would be top priority and pick out one of these negatives that you would say would be top priority. Yeah, put it way over there, the negative. Don't. Can y'all go back? I'm going to put love, like, maybe just put a big circle around that one. And could you get one more additional after love? Because everybody's going to put that one. Okay, whenever you think you've got uh, three positives besides love and one negative, just send somebody up and let's add to our list here. Yeah, unless the, unless unless right. And you're one negative? Yeah. I have two markers, so you don't have to wait. Come on up and add to the list. If you have the same one, put a check mark beside, beside that. Those red markers are the ones that work.
gets hard the farther down you get that on the board there. Anybody else want to come up and add to the list? You just put a check beside the ones that are up there that you already have. Yep. Did you have a negative? A Did y'all have one negative out of the bottom section? Oh, I don't even think we got there. It's okay. All right, let's go with what we've got here. This is a, a very convicting list to me because it's, it's very complete. And so when I was thinking about, like, my family and Christ, and I look at all those things that uh, the Bible's encouraging me to do, and I'm going like, Wow. I don't know where to begin, you know? We have up here, uh, love one another. Okay, that's good. A couple of people put forgive one another. How important that is. Uh, praying for each other. Yeah. Uh, looking for each other's, looking out for each other's interest. And being kind and compassionate. Stirring up one another to good works, I think is what it is. Honor, got two votes. Encourage one another. Clothe one another. Be patient with one another. Bear one another's burdens. Kind of comes back up here with prayer. And not just praying, I would imagine, you know, <laughs> different ways that you could do that. Comfort. Don't we all need that? And speaking truth to one another. I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about what I'm going to say next week. And you'll hear that again. Over here, things not to do. Stop passing judgment. Great. Um, yeah, we were talking about just like getting to the place where you could feel comfortable enough to be real with each other. That wouldn't happen if you're passing judgment on each other, right? Uh, keep biting and devouring. We've got to stop doing that. Not become conceited or provoking and envying and not slandering one another. I think um, just a good little rule of thumb about meeting together in small groups is about confidentiality, you know? And what's shared in the small group stays in the small group. Just a, a, good, a good rule of thumb. Last week, um, I talked to you about uh, this book that I'm getting a lot of this stuff from called Why Small Groups. And the author of that book proposed four main biblical reasons about why to meet in small groups. And, um, you know, there are small groups that are having a great time out there doing something. I'm not sure what, but it's not really biblically 
doesn't, doesn't have a biblical foundation to it. Um, some of the guys meet down at the bar, you know, and they've got a real great small group going down there, but, but it's not what the Lord has in mind for small groups. So uh, anyway, yes, the last Sunday, uh, I threw this slide up talking about the four goals, and we spent some time talking about our sanctification. Uh, I have a son-in-law who is a new pastor, and he was asking me about that word. He says, I'm trying to work with my congregation and get them to the place where they really understand what that means. And I said, well, that's funny because that's what we talked about in Sunday school and about how it versus, um, versus uh, justification. And that, you know, we, in our Christian life, justification, like that moment of salvation where we are uh, declared righteous in God's sight, our sins are washed away. That's a brief moment. But then the whole rest of our lives is spent in sanctification and being transformed and changed. And how some of the churches I've been to, just every Sunday, it's another uh, uh, call for uh, salvation, you know. And uh, uh, they just keep going through that part and maybe not really focusing on, you know, what we really need to be hearing. How can we grow to be more like Christ? And it's sad uh, when you see somebody who's been sitting back there in the same spot in a pew for 32 years, and uh, yeah, they're born again, but they've not really experienced much change or healing or deliverance or whatever, and still going around the same bush, you know, with their issues uh, for all those years. So we talked about that last week. This year, I just want to hit briefly on uh, mutual care. Uh, which was another one of the four goals, and also uh, just talk about fellowship just for a minute, uh, what we mean by biblical fellowship. So this list right here is a lot about ways that we can care for each other and love each other and serve each other. This passage from 1 Corinthians, I think, talks about caring for one another. It says, but God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may no, be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And that's a sweet thing when you develop that deep relationship with one another is that um, you can celebrate those moments together but also when you're going through a hard time which don't we all you're not walking through that alone and you know that there's people who know you and love you and are walking through those times together with you I think this one is on our board actually right here but comes from coming from scripture in Galatians where it just says bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. This is one of the things that I was struggling with that when I'd come to church on Sunday and I'd greet all these people that were my brothers and sisters in Christ, I'd go home and I have no idea what their struggles were. And I wouldn't know how to pray for people. And it seems to me like if we're going to be the body of Christ, this is a command. <laughs> you know, all of these are commands. 
And so to bear one another's burdens, how am I going to know, you know, how, how to pray for you? And how are you going to know how to pray for me? And let me tell you, I need it, right? But how, how does that happen if we're in a big group with 200 people? And uh, what an encouragement to plug in and be a part of a, of a smaller group where you, can, where you can pray for someone and you can have someone else praying for you, you know? So that was just a little talk about the ways that we can uh, care for each other uh, in a more practical way in a smaller group. Uh, but the last thing that I want to talk about today, though, is just this idea about fellowship. Fellowship. And, and what, I mean, that's a word that gets thrown around a lot. Um, and so I'm kind of wondering if, if we really know what we're talking about when we're talking about biblical fellowship. And so I, I went online to look up a picture of a bunch of guys watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, I was, just, uh, I was just at a Super Bowl party and uh, it was great. We had some really good snacks and <laughs> had a fun time watching the game. Um, I don't think it was really biblical fellowship, you know. And there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with that, right? But uh, fellowship is not just another word for, you know, being involved in social activities with somebody. I mean, I, I love to go out like hiking. Well, we could do that and enjoy the, the time together. Um, I, I like to do lots of different things. Play basketball. I'm going to play basketball on Wednesday with a bunch of middle school boys. Uh, we're going to have a great time. But it won't really be uh, fellowship. Uh, you know, you could even have a Christian group that's maybe together. Uh, it could be even like studying the Bible together or something. Or uh, uh, different, different things that you could do that might still not really qualify as real uh, biblical fellowship. And so... That, the idea about being together in this little group, uh, it's a great place that we can do biblical fellowship. Yeah, Vicki. Um, Yes. At the Super Bowl party, uh -huh. if you are one-on-one with someone and you start to share, yes. is that not fellowship? Yes. Let me go to the next slide. So you could have biblical fellowship in all kinds of different contexts, you know. Um, the, the author of this book, Here's what they were talking about. Uh, I, I just jotted down this quote. It says, when, when I expend an extended time with another Christian, my main desire is that we know fellowship. And so here's what he thinks of when he thinks of that word. I want to hear of his relationship with God and how God is revealing himself to him. And I want to communicate my current experience of God as well. 
and impart a fresh passion for God. So in the middle of a Super Bowl party, <laughs> you know, maybe you turn off the halftime show. But, you know, these are the kind of conversations where we turn our thoughts to what God's doing in our lives, you know, um, and encourage one another with that. I have a friend, my, my next door neighbor, who this, he's a wonderful uh, semi-retired missionary and uh, just the dearest friend. And, and, and when, when I go to visit him, we'll sit down and drink a cup of coffee and have some kind of delicious little snack that his wife always, is always making. But we'll talk about like what's been going on in the last two or three weeks and ups and downs. But he asked me a question one time that uh, yesterday I was at his house and I turned around and I asked him. And he just said to me, what is your biggest spiritual struggle right now? And it made me really think. And I was going through a big spiritual struggle, but I hadn't really put my finger on it. And so when he asked me that, as we got ready to, to say goodbye, he prayed for me uh, about that. And it was a real blessing to me, you know. So um, just thinking that in our, you know, when, we're, when we get together, yeah, we're going to laugh and we're going to, you know, be talking about this, that, and the other. But let's not miss out on just the opportunity that we do remind ourselves and, and each other, you know, and share what is God doing and what, what's God been doing in your life and uh, what are things that, that I could share that might be encouraging to you or vice versa. And uh, let's, let's make God and our relationship with Him the focal point of, of our time together so that we really experience biblical uh, fellowship. So, having said that, with, I think, about five minutes left, I'm just wondering if we could finish out this morning just putting that into practice. And the people that you've just been talking to, maybe look at them and say, what is your biggest spiritual challenge today? <laughs> and uh, let's just finish out by praying for one another here, shall we? And I'm not going to give you any homework for next week, okay? You're off the hook. <laughs> but I hope we see you. God bless you. Thank you.